Hi, everyone. Welcome to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live tonight. It's November 28th. We're coming into December, which is amazing. Uh, This Friday is December 1st. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. And we want to make this an interactive forum. So we do welcome your questions and comments. And if you don't know who Jesus is, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or our sins have been paid for, fully paid for, by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. He shed his blood for our sins, died, was buried, and was the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened, placing your trust in that blood of Jesus, you are saved from eternal eternal damnation. You'll want to begin starting to live for him and not for the world. Scripture states that we become ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing? We do welcome back the usual uptime panel, and we welcome back Brother Bob Barber. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Brother Kevin Huckman. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. And the watchdog, Brother John, 48. Uh, So we are uh, here to discuss a number of different things tonight. Um, We thank you for those who have come back to to another uptime. Uh, We have a lot to discuss. Today's verse of the day is 1 Chronicles 16.8. This is coming from BibleGateway.com. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Amen. Uh, We don't have Brother Bob Hagan here tonight. He's having some computer issues. And uh, Brother Michael Pels will not be able to make it tonight either. Uh, His wife is sick, and he's going to be taking care of her tonight. Okay? So please lift them up in prayer. All right, gentlemen, uh, it's been an interesting, another interesting week. And uh, Bob, do you want to just fill us in what you've been doing recently and tell us what you're up to with Feed My Sheep today? Well, basically, it's the same <clears throat> the same business as usual, everything I'm doing every week. And you we talked about in the intro, you said that, you know, you're surprised that we're here almost beginning December. You know, I'm very surprised, too. After everything that we saw that came, all the celestial signs that we saw that came through in, in September, October, and everything that happened there, the beginning of the Israeli war, I mean, I... I mean, just like everybody else, I was like, we, we're dumbfounded while we're still here, but we do know that the rapture resurrection date has never been changed. It's a, it's, it's a time, it's a day, it's an event, a finite moment in time that's been set, you know, ages past before the foundation of the world. God set this time and he made it very, uh, not very difficult, but he, this is a very, very deep, 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 this is hidden deep and they, I can't, and I can't say that it can't be found. It could be found. But we're learning right now as we go further into this time frame, you know, it wasn't just pointing at the feast days. So we have to look beyond the feast days now. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to look beyond the feast days until we come up to a feast day. <laughs> that, I mean, admit it. That's just what we do because we're watching. We'll, 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 we'll be like, oh, okay, it probably won't happen on a feast day. But then we got to change gears. It's like, well, we do have uh, Passover coming up. So let's focus on that now. 
But Passover is about three three months from now, four months from now. So we can't do that. So what are we looking at now is uh, Hanukkah. And for a lot of good reasons, I think Hanukkah is a great candidate. Uh, Dr. Barry All's latest video said he has two different uh, scenarios that that looks still that still looks good for December, mainly Hanukkah. But if you go back and watch his video there, the latest one he put out. And uh, but yeah, Hanukkah. That's uh, I know that's not when Jesus was born, but it was definitely around that time he was conceived. And mm-hmm. when did the light enter into the world? The light entered the world as conception. Sure. Okay, that's when the light entered the world. Okay, it wasn't when he was born. It's when the light entered the world, and that's true. And that happened around Hanukkah. I think that's why we get this whole December twenty fifth. So the, the if the light enters the world there, will the light re-enter the world? Okay. And gather us together, okay, and give us glorified bodies at that time. All right, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll soon see. Amen. Amen. Kevin, your thoughts? First, my thought is that my glasses are reflecting off this thing, and it's just really bothering me, and I don't like it. So I'm taking them off. Just, just can't. Just can't handle. Can you see? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, I. I yeah, I, I, I <laughs> it's like anything outside of maybe 16, 18 inches, it gets a little more blurry. But um, no, I can I can see, I can moderate, and I can look at you guys, and I can see you guys just fine, yes. Excellent. What yeah. I can't do is like drive right now, so don't worry about that. I'm not driving right now. So, um, And by the way, last week when you were talking to me, I was getting gas, so I wasn't driving. I wasn't being unsafe. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> Glad to hear it. I heard you, and I was laughing. I was like, <clears throat> Well, at least he's concerned about my safety. That's nice. Oh, yes, we were all. <laughs> I was doing 150, and I was chatting with everybody, moderating the channel. Um, but, uh, well, you know, it, Bob, it's it's amazing how many candidates there are for the rapture. I mean, that's mm-hmm. I, think that, that's, I think that's the one takeaway, is that you can almost point to any day and say, and, and believe me, there have been watchers that have pointed to just about every single day of the year and said, this is the reason why this day is the rapture. Um, but that just goes to show, you know, how, um, I guess, unknown it kind of is because it is it is available on so many days and why you can point to it and say that would be a good day for the rapture. So I, I think that, you know, God has set all this stuff in motion long ago, but he's given us all these things to look at. And there's so many things to look at right now that, Every day is a good candidate. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it just goes to show how close that this rapture is. And when people say, oh, close, you've been saying that for years. Okay, yes. But in the scheme of things, it's been 2,000 years. A few months or a few years or whatever is still very close in comparison to 2,000 years. So, mm-hmm. and I think that we all see, all see that we're, mm-hmm. you know, no pun intended, but getting toward the end of the runway here. Uh, you know, I know that plane just took off, but it's going to land at the end. But um, the, the question is, is when are we going to land, you know, in the throne room? And uh, I think that we all see that, I mean, it could be any time now. I mean, so I don't think much is stopping us from going, except for that what Bob said, which is God set the date long ago. And when that date happens and it's an appointed day, then we will be taken. And, you know, like I said earlier, it's it's better to, to, you know, watch for these days and see these things rather than saying, oh, you know, it's going to be 30 or 40 years or whatever. 
is that really looking forward to the, uh, you know, the appearing of Jesus Christ? If you say, well, it's going to happen 30 or 40 years from now. I mean, I'd debate and say, really, no, <laughs> that's not really looking forward to it. That's just like pushing it off. But those who are watching and looking for that day and seeing that day approaching, those people are going to get a crown of righteousness. Yeah, you know, that's that's a big deal to to actually look forward to the day that the, the Lord takes us because this world is full of things that you can worry about and care about and think about and dwell on and be a part of and conform to and all those things. But it takes, you know, a special type of person to put that aside and say, you know what, this is not my eternal home. This is not, this earth is going to pass away, you know? So why lay up all your treasures here? Got to lay them in heaven, right? So that's mm-hmm. that, those are my thoughts, Greg. Very good. And Brother John, you have some things that you want to discuss specifically in regard to uh, last yes. week's discussion. Yes, yes. Uh, but because... uh, first, let's let's talk about uh, how your week was, and uh, okay. then we'll get into that. Sure. Well, my week was as usual. We did Bible studies on the uh, sound doctrine, and also on the COP the commandments of Paul, which are many, how to live, how to walk, how to speak. And we've been studying this, and we had great success with that because a lot of people are asking questions, and I really enjoyed that to this this week. Uh, we didn't bring much the rapture, except sometimes it just pops up. But uh, we were focusing on the scriptures, and that's what was important to me to bring up to these people with them because they bring me also some backup there and I hear some uh, some stuff that they tell me and I'm also learning from them so which is good now it was brought to my attention that uh, last week I made a statement that I would like to correct because I was wrong and it's when uh, we were talking about the uh, assisted suicide or assisted dying Um, I said right away off the bat like this, I said, if you do so, you go straight to hell. And then it was brought to my attention that if you're saved, what happened? And that's the thing there. That's the thing that, and this is uh, Mr. Perkins there that brought that to my attention. And I look at it and he was right by saying that if you're saved, It might be a sin, but it's going to be your last sin, but you're still safe. Nothing can be taken away from you. What I should have said is if you're not safe, either you have uh, assisted dying or even if you commit suicide like this, if you're not safe, it's the same result. That is going to hell. But if you're safe, it's a different thing. And um, thank you for bringing this up to uh, to our attention, to my attention, because that was a statement that I should have not said right off like this. I had in mind if you're not safe, but I didn't say it. So um, for this regard, I apologize, and I hope that you uh, you understand my mistake. Okay, well said. Um, Do either of you two have anything to bring up in regard to this? Um, Bob, Kevin, your thoughts, opinions? Yeah, when when I did my video, I actually edited that part out. 
<laughs> if you watch my video, the 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 um, the shorts, can I do the shorts? I actually yes. edited that part out. You, you, it, when you spoke, it was seamless. It's like you yes. never said it. But yeah, you did say that, and I'm like, I think uh, you know better than that, John. I think it's yeah. just you, you probably could say, well, let me, technically, if you're saved, yeah. then you're going to go to heaven because that by doing that, that won't undo your salvation. But you didn't take the time to do that. You just assumed yeah. everybody knew that. Yes, you know, my bad. Yep. Yeah, it's okay. We all do that. Yeah. I've I've done far worse. Don't worry. Well, you know, it's, it, it, when you're live, you 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 can say something that no. that you look back on and go, hmm, you know, maybe I should have uh, been a little, maybe should have been more clear. Usually, that's the case. Is that you know we're we we all I mean I say we only have two hours because it all it does go by very fast, and we yes. do cover you know, between 50 and a hundred topics every, every Tuesday. So we, we kind of go through it and we don't necessarily expand upon things sometimes. And I think that's part of, of some, sometimes what happens, but other times you'd say things, you know, a little quicker maybe than what you'd normally say them. And then Correct. you look back and you go, you know, I, I could have taken a little pause and then done that. But then again, the shorts are like the magic of editing. They, that they, they do, clear up a lot of things and clean up a lot of things. And, and yeah. plus Bob puts those nice interstitial animations and stuff in there. Um, it'd be great if we actually had somebody doing that in the back and then like could produce this thing, maybe with a, you know, a 10, a 10 or 15 second uh, delay or something, but that's not really what we do. We're just like no. winging it, but we're winging it through the Holy mm-hmm. spirit. And there's sometimes where we'll say something and we'll look back and go, I think people could take that out of context. You know, one time yeah. when, when Bob was talking about, you need to be a Jew and this and that. It's like, you need to clear that up, Bob. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so just things yep. like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, but as for this topic, I mean, I, I you know what? I really try not to weigh in on people's salvation. Mm-hmm. Because, no. be, because that is really like their spirit, their heart, and God. And yes. now you can, you can see what they, you know, them by their fruits and you, you don't want to be a bad witness. In other words, you don't want to go out and just produce all this bad fruit. And then people will go, well, wait a minute. That's what Christ, being a Christian's like, you know, you don't want to be a bad mm-hmm. witness at the same time though. You don't necessarily know the person's heart. And I think that only really God knows that. So to say a blanket statement on, on anything like, you know, like say a bl- blanket statement, like all Catholics are going to hell. Well, that's just yeah. simply not true. I mean, that, that we, there are plenty yeah. of Catholics that believe in Jesus Christ and reject the part that says you need to work for your salvation. They, they yeah. but they still go to Catholic church. So you yeah. can't necessarily put a whole group into one barrel. And I think that that's kind of what um, people took out of what you said. So yeah. I, I'm, you you cleared that up and and yes i cleared that up and if i would have seen it in the chat because i read the chat maybe i would have time to i don't want to excuse myself but maybe i would have time to correct that but thank you to mr perkins there to uh uh, fortunately pick that up and brought it up and thank you to mr bob too to uh (laughs) edit it off from the it it at oh, all that that just days. deserves a shofar bless i don't know about you <laughs> go ahead i mean I, listen i've seen bob edit himself out of something sometimes so <laughs> it's not like, <laughs> i think he is actually i think he edits himself more than any of us to yes. be 
This being said, though, I'd like to bring two verses that kind of not even for safe people for that. Um, is it possible to bring Ecclesiastes 7, 16 and 17? Oh, sure. Absolutely. One moment. Yes. One moment. Because I want to bring that up. I know it's not our dispensation and all this, but these two verses are very specific. And I think it brings up what we should not do, even though we're saved. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It's coming up right now. Yes. Thank you for your patience. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, be not righteous over much, neither make thyself overwise. Why shouldest thou destroy thyself? Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? So mm -hmm. I don't think it's up to us to decide that. And then again, I don't want to bring up the uh, suicide thing because it's a hard topic. But if you knowledge fully knowledge fully knowledging that acknowledging that you put a date on when you're going to pull the plug I, i i think these two verses come in and uh, then again if you're not saved you're not saved which is but i was bringing that up also i was kind of emotional because it's someone in my family mm -hmm. and he's not saved Mm -hmm. And I know they do that a lot now in Quebec and Montreal. And some people brought it up as 36 people per day. Uh, I think it's a little over that now, but that's what it is. That's a lot of people. So I was a little emotional on that. And, um, but and this is, this is what it is for yeah, now. Yeah. Plus we were getting into the heavy topic of the newly uh, mm. uh, assisted suicide Hmm. options and you know that you know it, it, that's quite quite controversial quite controversial absolutely right. i understand all right you know one thing well, i want to point out here to every anybody that's thought about that because you know what people are going to think about this john okay if, hmm. they, if you get hit with some horrible diagnosis yeah. they're going to think about man just you know i'm saved i could just do this whole suicide thing be done let me show you though why it's not a good idea Because if you go to Romans chapter 5 and you go to verse 3 through 5, what does it tell us? It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we yes. know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And verse 5, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So yes. basically, well, your suffering glorifies God. Yes. So you're going to cut that glory off from God by ending yeah. your life. Yes. Okay. And I don't want people to think, uh, since, like you said, oh, I'm saved now, and it's a good way to see the Lord faster. No. No. This is no. this is no. not a good idea. I I uh, I disclaim that. I. <laughs> You should not do that at all in any way, form, or shape because that might be. A, but yeah, I agree with you. That, but that might be a straw man argument. I don't know of. I've never heard of anybody claiming to do that to 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 say I'm gonna you know I'm gonna kill myself mm -hmm. or have somebody kill me so that I can go see the Lord quicker. I don't recall that ever being reported okay. or or anybody doing that because I, I just don't think a Holy Spirit believer would actually like believe that I, i don't i don't think that they would 
that they would say, you know, I've got nothing left here. So I'm going to go meet the Lord and, 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 and do that. Now, different circumstances for different people, like if they're, you know, on their deathbed or whatever, and they're just yes. in complete pain or whatever, they're not saying, well, I'm going to go ahead and kill myself in order to meet the Lord faster because they're already going to meet the Lord very quickly. Yes. So, you know, we're talking about somebody healthy here. That's what you're really talking about. Somebody yeah. health, somebody of sound mind, somebody just going about their daily life, like say the four of us, although there are some people that will say we're, we're not of sound mind, but those people are, don't know the truth. So <laughs> we don't listen That's to them. Right. <laughs> but the point is, is that like we would not do that because we know that God has things in store for us. And if we suffer, like Bob says, then we please God. We go through suffering. And what happens when, when a person goes through suffering and tribulation? They normally get closer to God. Amen. Even the unsaved get closer to God. Like people have to sometimes reach rock bottom and then they go, Lord, help me. And there are plenty of, uh, you know, salvation stories from people that have said, I had to hit rock bottom. I had to call out to the Lord. And then immediately the Lord was there and basically helped me through things. I mean, that is a very common um, experience for people who go through that. So if you give up before you, you, you call on the Lord and be saved, then that's, then you're not mm-hmm. saved, right? And you're not saved and you're, and you missed that opportunity to actually be saved. And mm-hmm. that is a really bad deal. And I think that that's why some people don't like assisted suicide because there are some people that are unsaved that are choosing it rather than actually trying to reach out to the Lord for help and, and, and go on and, and be, and be saved. So I just, yeah. I don't know of many, I don't know of many, I don't know of anybody who said, I'm going to, I'm going to have that done in order to meet I, the Lord. I don't personally either, Kevin, but I know that there are a lot of people out there and every person is going through their own trials and tribulations. Right. Uh, there can be someone who is uh, heavily depressed, you know, heavily battling depression. Obviously we pray for these people. Um, but, you know, Jesus even says that, uh, you know, the, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And even at times, there may be a point in which someone has that wrong thought in their head and, uh, and goes the extra step forward uh, off the ledge. Now, it could be even a, uh, a new Christian, you know. Um, so we, we don't want to discount any of those other people who are going through uh, severe depression uh, and yeah. other situations. I believe yeah. the Lord can get them through it. I totally yeah. believe that. But we have to remember, even though we don't hear about these stories or these people, it doesn't mean that they, they can't go through those battles and feel like they're struggling or can't, can't make it. Um, sure. We do highly encourage you if you are, battling depression to go through to uh, to call upon the Lord to pray and even get counseling and, and even find a fellowship, the right fellowship, uh, a local fellowship to get the help you need. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the best way to go about it. You know, find some fellow believers, talk about things. Don't, don't do it on your own. I mean, 
God provides people to help. I mean, they're, they're, that's the simple fact. I mean, there, how many times have all of us said, well, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And the next thing you know, your phone rings or somebody, and it's somebody saying, hey, um, you know, maybe sometimes it's even out of the blue. I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. That's happened to me before. It's like, hey, um, how are you doing? And it's like, I could use some help. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, well the Lord told me I needed to call you. <laughs> wow, Amen. isn't that weird? You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, yes, that's talk amazing. about it. Find someone. Talk to God first, of course, and ask him and talk to someone. Don't. Don't make don't make any irrational decision or too quick or too fast because this is this is a, a life thing. There we're not talking about peanuts here, and right. uh, mm-hmm. I mean you have to you have to talk to someone. There is professionals, and there is uh, Christians. And if you need help, yes, please join. Talk to someone about it. Make sure you you reach for someone. You know, a good point is um, Romans eight twenty two. It says, "For we know that the whole world, we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now." Okay, we come into this world in travail, and we leave in travail. Okay, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay, but a lot of people miss the point that when we leave in travail, is actually God preparing us to meet Him. Okay, and it might sound weird. But think of those who have gone on before us. And some of you might be in this situation listening right now. You might be, someone gave you a, a three-month diagnosis, six-month diagnosis. And mm-hmm. sure, you can be healed and you can live longer. Let's say you yes. don't. Let's say it's actually accurate and you die in three months. But you know what, though? During those three months, uh, whatever's going to happen to you if you're saved, basically you are getting ready to meet the Lord. Everything Amen. just gets set to the side. You don't care about the world nor you nothing. You are just focused. If you get a diagnosis like that, you know you're going to die. You are so focused on heaven. It's unbelievable. You just begin having vision because it's just it's basically just God preparing you to meet him. Jesus is preparing you is basically getting you detached from the world by mm-hmm. you going through this travail. So that way you are just when when the time comes when you meet him, when you might be in pain, and when that time comes, when you're free from that pain at the apex of this thing and you cross over, it just makes it just that much more glorious and such. Uh, it's like finishing a really hard race, but you know that you did it. And once you know, man, once I cross that finish line, it's going to be incredible. Mm. Okay. And these people that do these assisted suicides, I was like, yeah, yeah, I feel great right now, but I know it's going to come. So, hey, just hit me up right now. Go meet the Lord. That's not much of a preparation to meet the Lord. Jesus like, you know, I'd like to have prepared you to meet me. And by you mm-hmm. going through that travail right before you dying, that's my way of preparing you to meet me. Okay, detach from the world, like I said, and just focusing on his word. Trust me, anybody goes through that. They were reading that Bible every day. There, had you guys have seen, uh, watched uh, Perry Stone's father? I watched him go through that. And, you know, he, he just, demeanor changed. I mean, the man cried about everything. He was just so, just so in tune with the Lord at the end of his ministry. Okay. Because he was just so, he was just so full of love and so full of focus on the Lord. It's just anything that has to do with God just brought tears to his eyes. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a man who was ready to meet the Lord. Mm. At right at the end of his life, I was like, "That's like that's a great example right there." Sure, 
Amen. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if anyone had seen the banners that I had been putting up, but those were uh, actually national uh, suicide prevention hotlines. I'm yes. sorry, I don't have any international numbers offhand. Uh, if anyone would like to put those in the chat, you certainly can. Come on, brothers and sisters in Christ, you can help out, you can help out here. Um, we don't know what other people are going through. Okay. We honestly don't. So, um, but listen, we hope we can be of encouragement to you as well. And we will be praying for you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. So with that said, uh, Bob, do you want to, Oh, did I see a hand raise? No, no. I just said, oh, okay. Thank, you tricked me, brother. You. you tricked me. Bob, do you want to, uh, start getting into what you, uh, you want to be talking about this upcoming week or what you've been going over? Wait, I have a question. Uh, is, that, is, is that is that a thing now? Since last last, I wasn't here last week. Now, do we raise our hands now? Okay. <laughs> no, you know none of us. We always know. talk over each other, Kevin. You know how it works. I've been told that many times, so I try not to. <laughs> Believe me, I people, I try not to. I just sometimes though there's a lag sometimes, and I yeah. just start talking, and then I, I realize, oh crap, and so I stop. But sometimes I talk, and sometimes it's to actually push them to do, to to like say more. So, mm -hmm. so you know, hey, we're all winging it here. This is, I mean, we're not professionals, uh, so you know, please provide some grace. But I can tell you this: none of us on the panel uh, talk afterwards and say, "How dare you!" You know, pull a grit of thumber <laughs> on each other and say. How dare you speak over me when you do this? No one's no. ever done that before. And I've asked, you know, said, hey, you know, hey, if um if if you guys think I'm talking over you, then just you know tell me to be quiet and I'll be quiet and you can say what you want. So <laughs> it's a I don't know. I just uh I I, I'm, I try my best not to, but I, sometimes Bob says something and I'm like, I gotta jump in there so I can like em emphasize it, and then Bob likes it because he's like, Oh, I'm gonna go even further now. <laughs> so I like to push yep. Bob's. Well, maybe I could do that right now. Okay. <laughs> so what are we looking for right now? Evidently, let's just, let's just address the elephant in the room. Okay. And that is sure. the rapture resurrection event. That's what we're all looking for. Yes. Okay. So we passed the 2,520 mm -hmm. day, what people think that would have been November 13th or 14th. That would have been 2,520 days. According to the book of Daniel, that would have landed us around the day of atonement in 2030. Okay. So with that being said, are we in the 70th week now? But remember I talked about where we could be in that we could be in that cycle that seven year cycle, but mm. the tribulation activities haven't started. And mm. I talked about how the tribulation ex the, uh, the, Jesus said the days would be shortened. Mm -hmm. But he didn't specify how they'll be shortened. And basically my theory is that there's still a seven year shmeet the cycle, but tribulation activities only go for six and a half years. Okay, so with that being said, are we looking at the seven-year time frame now? Are we looking at the delay happening right now, mm. or is a, there is Jesus going to come back early? Is either he's going to delay our departure, the hand of restraint is delayed, and then he comes back right on time to the very day of atonement or the very mm. day of trumpets? Okay, but here's my theory, though. I think that we're in the delay. Because we look at it this way. Think about if you were Satan, okay? You're looking at the seven-year period. Like, Satan's like, I know this is it. I know this is a seven-year period. And now God is delaying him getting started, 
Okay, mm-hmm. Satan, Satan knows I need seven years to achieve my goals. And God is keeping us here and keeping us here and keeping us here. Now he has six years and 10 months, six years and nine months, six years and eight months. It's getting shorter and shorter. So the days are getting shortened. So he's like, man, I got to get this. I got to speed things up because I had to get this seven-year plan done in six and a half years. Okay. So with that being said, I think that's what's happening because if Satan knew that, let's say God took us out of here right at the beginning of the seven-year cycle, and then he said, hey, Satan, I took my church out, but you don't know when I'm going to cut you off. I might cut you off at six months before the seven-year period. I might cut you off in one year. I might cut you off at the very last month, and 30 days, I'll cut you off. Satan's like, how do I know when it's going to end then? You can come back any time. What's the point of even trying? So you see what I'm saying? So what's the point? I can't, I can't, Satan needs a goal. It's like, I need an end date to shoot for. God's like, you're right. You're absolutely right. So this is why I'm going to take everybody out late. So that way you will know the exact day and I'm coming back. And that's going to drive you nuts because all he's going to do after that point, after the rapture resurrection, is just going to be looking at that day. Seven, no, six and a half years from now, he's going to be focused on that very last thing. He knows that's the day Jesus is coming back. And he's like, man, it's like, imagine a due date for you. If you had to get a project done, John, okay, if I told you, John, you need to get this project done by January 15th, 2024. It must be done by that date or else. And yeah, you're like, man, it's a big project. You're like, man, you're, you're focused on that date. You're trying to cut corners. You're trying to get there as quick as you can. And it's going to stress you out. That date will stress you out. Okay. But what if I told you, okay, John, um, start working on a project. And I'm going to cut you off at any time. Make sure you get it done. And you don't know where I'm going to show up. You're like, I can't work with that. Right. I don't know when you're coming back. How am I supposed to gauge the time frame of this thing and what I need to do in the time? Yes. I need to know when you're coming back. Mm. What does it do? We like due dates, don't we? Yes. Okay. We love due dates. I don't know if you're ambitious. You love due dates. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Unless the milk is going bad, then I don't. I don't yeah. like that. Either. What you don't like is is what you said, like an arbitrary date that someone's just going to cut you off. You're like, I I can't plan for that. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything for that. I don't know it, but it does make sense, Bob. What you're saying. This is like a live rapture resurrection report. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's asking me when 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 is Bob going to do the next one? I'm like, here on up. <laughs> You know, I I can't do anything on uptime now. (laughs) But it does kind of match up with the armies amassing at the at at Mount Megiddo, right? At Armageddon, that if if you don't know when it's coming, are the armies just going to be there for years? No, they're most likely going to amass on you know right around the appointed day that they know that Christ is going to return. Makes sense. And the Jews, think about think about this way: the Jews. They're, they're, they're not about random days. They are strict about their feast days. Sure. The Jews oh, yeah. are strict. And it's since, since God's going to be focusing on the Jews during the seven-year tribulation, it will make sense that Jesus will come back on a feast day, mm. on an exact feast day, whatever day that's going to be. It will make sense to the Jews, and it makes sense to Satan. Satan has his due date, and the Jews will be like, okay, well, we'll see here. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is God. Okay, so let's go back and look at our feast days here. And they just naturally will look at their feast days. It makes sense that he'll come back here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be looking for him when he returns. Okay, 
The Jews are not going to be, the Jews are not into random dates and times like we are here in the age of grace with the body of Christ. When we were created outside of the feast days, they're not going to be into that stuff. We're into that stuff. Right. I mean, it would it'd be nice to be on a feast day, but let's face it. We're, I think the rapture resurrection will happen outside of the feast days. The because whole, the whole we were Esther created thing, outside of the feast days. Go the ahead. whole Esther thing was kind of, kind of interesting, right? About, another mm-hmm. feast day for the for the gentiles you know that that's that was kind of a cool story that we that, that and it opened up a lot of people's eyes to yeah that could happen and the other thing too bob is that you know it'd be really nice if the jews could actually celebrate a feast day on the actual feast day <laughs> instead <laughs> of messing up all the time maybe they will during the tribulation maybe they'll get it right Maybe they'll at least get the you know get something right there with the with what day they do it on because they've been doing feast of trumpets on the new on like the black moon for as long as it's it's been. I mean, it's just like if you can't see the moon, how is that the first day of the month? How is that the feast of trumpets? If right. you can't see the moon, if the moon is black and it's not there, why would you celebrate it? But see, that's that's what they do now because they just go off a calendar. That's already been preset. See that, and there was one, there was a question, um, Greg, in the, and I'll just segue right into it because there was a question in chat earlier that said, "How do you measure what the first month is and what the second month is on God's calendar?" And mm-hmm. um, that's talked about in Leviticus. So basically, the first month is is called a beep, right? So it means ripe, and that's when uh, you know the barley is ripe. And the, when the barley is ripe in the sp- in the springtime, basically, then when you're able to to get that to get those first fruits, because you need the first fruits for the first fruits feast, right? So you have to have that. So when the barley is ripe, and then you sight the first time you sight the sliver of the of the moon, that is the beginning of the first month, and that's the first day of the first month. So the barley mm-hmm. is ripe; it's the month of Abib. And then 17 days later is the is the um, feast of first fruits. So you got to mm-hmm. use that barley in order to basically you know harvest it and then give your best on that day. Well, that was the day that that Christ was resurrected, right? So mm-hmm. that completely makes sense in terms of a fulfillment of providing the sacrifice. In this case, you know it's Jesus Christ Himself rising from the dead and being a proved by God at that point as the first fruits of the resurrection of the first resurrection. He was mm-hmm. the first fruits. Mm-hmm. And so he basically paved the way for us to be able to have eternal life. All you need to do is believe in him and believe in what he did. And you Amen. are saved and you get eternal life and it's not Amen. by works, which is really awesome. You'd think that everyone would choose that, right? I mean, it seems so obvious. That's think. The simplicity <laughs> Of the gospel, because it is very simple. That Mm -hmm. is Jesus Christ died for your sins, rose again on the third day so you can have eternal life. That is the simplicity of the gospel. You believe that, you're saved. You have eternal life. There's no eternal damnation for you. So Jesus did that, rose again on the, on the third day after Passover, basically, so that, so that we can have eternal life, which is awesome. And that's the feast of first fruits. So that's how you do the first month. The second month is basically the next time you see the sliver of the of the moon for the very first time. That is the first day of the second month. And then you keep going every single month. And then some months actually have an extra month in it because 
see, these months are going by the moon, right? So that's about 29 days. So you're not maybe sometimes 30, right? So 30 is the maximum you can have in a Jewish calendar, and you know, on God's calendar, basically. It's 30 days for a month. So sometimes you can tell, like, after a while, it's going to start getting behind, right? More and more and more. And so then you're going to be like, wait a minute, this is the end of the 12th month, and the barley's not ripe. What do you do? You add another month. And you basically add, uh, you know, a full time there. And then the next time you see the sliver of the, moon, the, the new moon, well, the barley is going to be ripe by that point, And you do it. Uh, and then you basically um, call it the first day of the first uh, first of, of the year and the first of the month. So but the Jews have a calendar, see, and they don't go by the barley. So some years they're actually off by an entire month because uh, because they're because of the way their calendar goes. So they don't add the, the, the extra month in there when they need to sometimes. And then they add it when they're not supposed to sometimes. So yeah. that, that's really um, ultimately, though, how you how you how you measure uh, that. You take a look and make sure mm-hmm. that the barley is ripe. When the barley is ripe, you see the moon. There's the first day of the year. Thank you for that, Kevin. Appreciate it. You know, there's always been something with me personally about winter, the winter months as being, at least personally, a high watch time. Um, mm-hmm. I have had a dream, rapture dream, vision, whatever you want to call it, uh, a long time ago. And you guys know about it. So I don't need to tell you about the leaves being on the trees and the leaves being off the trees. And it was around that time where I was being lifted up at a tremendous speed, tremendous rate. Um, it was the only one that I've ever had, only dream that I've ever had that uh, dealt with that kind of thing. Uh, so also there's something about Matthew 24, 20 that I'm going to bring up here because I find it very yeah. interesting that Jesus brings this up. Uh, he talks about in the Olivet Discourse, right? He talks about pray that your flight not be in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Now, for anyone who looks at this, they may think, okay, well, he says, pray that your flight not be in the winter. Okay. Now he's talking about just, I, I believe here in context, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and we can bring up the whole scripture, but he's talking about the Jews going to, uh, into Judea, the Judean hills, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at the time of the Antichrist. Right. So uh, I, I believe we are in the uh, second half of the 70th week. Well, because at the mid, because at, at the midpoint, that's at when the, the Antichrist goes in the temple and declares right. himself to God. and declares himself to be God. Thank you. Uh, so yes, so this is the midpoint, but again, it's something dealing with winter, and it's something that he mentions in terms of the Sabbath day. You'd think, okay, well, maybe this might actually happen in the winter for them, and might actually happen on a Sabbath day. So, um. Just something to point out there, because uh, winter has always been, for me, something to look for uh, as as a high watch period. Um, now, again, if we were just equating where we are prior to that, uh, you know, second half, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, if it was a winter month or winter period, right, and then three and a half, right, three and a half years later, it becomes another winter period. Am I right on that? Yeah. I mean, well, when you think about it, that like there's really 
two, there was only two seasons that they celebrated. It was summer and winter, summer, right? So they didn't have fall and spring, right? Correct. So when you, when you consider that, and most people believe that the 70th week starts in the fall, regardless of where the rapture is, because uh, some, a lot of people believe that there's a time frame between the rapture and the beginning of the 70th week, like the official beginning of the 70th week, which could all fit within seven year Shemitah cycle that Bob was talking about earlier, which is like the big container, right? And yeah. then you got the rapture and you got the 70th week, which is shortened, but fits within that seven year Shemitah cycle. So, but think about it this way. If it does actually start, let's say September or whatever of, uh, of one year, then the midpoint would actually be in March, which is actually in the winter. But it's so close to the equinox there that it could be in the winter or it could be in the summer. See, so mm-hmm. pray that it's not in the winter because there have been marches where there are there's still snow on the ground there and you've got to trek through that. To get to the wilderness, that's very difficult to do, right? So the question is like, you know, so, but look at, I don't think he would have said this if it's not a possibility, right? I mean, why even warn that? Why even warn that at that, at that point, right? Pray that it doesn't take a place during this season and during this time period. Exactly. To the Jews, to the Jews. Go ahead. Sure. It seems like we're right, we're right on pace right now. Right on pace. I mean, look what's happening in Israel. Uh, they keep, um, I've seen here that they're, they keep delaying the progression of the war. They keep using that word delay, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and our departure is being delayed, you know, stuff like that. Uh, one thing that's alarming to me, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said that if Hezbollah joins the war, we will destroy Damascus. Okay, that was a big one. All right. It We're is. looking for that. We're looking for Damascus to be destroyed by this. And it's going to be Israel being a shadow of a doubt. It's going to be that. So we don't I don't see this thing percolating, Greg, for another three or four years. OK, this thing either. is not going to percolate. All right. Not not with all the not with all the hardware that we have in position right now, not with all the armies and military uh units that we have spread out all throughout this nation all throughout every other nation and that all of a sudden gone quiet all of a sudden and then now with the positioning of the 10 BRICS nations in position now not with the positioning of the mark of the beast uh, uh they got the new digital passport that no, they're no. going to be issuing to everybody here shortly you right. know they're doing it they're doing it in europe now and they're getting rid of cash and they basically what they're going to do, they're going to, they put in the, put into effect over there in other countries and they figure out how to get around all the issues before they try to do it here. And don't tell me that's not going to happen here because we just have what three major banking giants that just, uh, their credit rating dropped below negative for the first time. Who was a JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. The ratings dropped below negative now. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so evidently our currency is disappearing. Mm. And, and and basically I've heard about these surveys coming out where uh basically they're getting they're putting the feeler gauges out there right now about uh would it be okay to come and throw you into one of these little you know fun hotel areas if you do, if you if you don't go along with their uh new digital currency system and for other reasons uh, i know i sent you that link there greg what's going on in new york we really can't talk about it too much i know we wanted to bring that up 
but it's happening. Uh, throw throw you into a medical prison for any fun, reason. Really yeah. a fun mm-hmm. hotel. I mean, that doesn't sound appealing nor fun to me uh, to go to. Hey, we've got a facility for you. It's, it should be just fine for you. You know, you'll like it. And I, I just, I'm sorry, but I don't think I'm going to be going there uh, no matter what. So, no. Right. Let's start calling it Heartbreak Hotel. We'll just call it that. <laughs> okay. Heartbreak, heartbreak Hotel. hotel. I, when we talk about those those camps, Heartbreak Hotel. That's where you're going to, man. Yeah. I think that's what they want to do there. They want to break your heart. They want to break your spirit. It sounds, sounds like right up their alley, Bob. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the thing is, uh, I think uh, the, I think the Supreme Court's going to shoot it down because it's the same thing that they try to do in Israel by banning the preaching of Jesus. A little, a little premature to make that yep. move. Little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, that mm, that's a little early. But yeah, we got to get people used to the idea. I mean, they're probably going to get shot down, but trust me, they'll come back. They'll try sure. it again. Maybe they'll after the restrainers removed, Bob, that's when they'll yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 Well, Tins. to just give people a little bit of a background, it's it's uh, rule 213 uh, that is part of New York state in which uh, it has been appealed the well, what's been appealed is the trying to to force this rule out of New York. Um and the rule is to anyone who has any type of disease, it doesn't matter which one, any type of virus can be thrown into some kind of um, queue. I'm going to put that camp. Okay. We'll put it that way. So yeah. Heartbreak hotel. So uh, yeah, at this point it's, it's a little dicey. Uh, You know, I don't know why the state approved it, but at this point to shoot it down, it has to go to the Supreme court. And a lot of people, there are some people who obviously are in uproar. I'm saying some because not many people know about it. They kind of slid it right in there underhandingly and uh, very uh, disturbing uh, to know that, that this is where we're at right now. I'm going to take, take a guess, Greg, why they did it. Because they're, they're totalitarian fascists, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm no. just guessing. No, couldn't no. be it. No, for, oh, it's for it's for your own good. It's for your own safety. It's for peace well, and safety, right? But they're getting pretty general about the sickness now. Uh, I don't know if I heard about this. The World Health Organization is now encouraging the Chinese to go back to masking and right. start locking down again. And there is basically say, just go out and get go out and get a shot in the arm. They didn't say they didn't specify which shot to get. They just just go out and get that shot. And it's like which one? Just any right. of them. I was like, yeah. well, what, what sickness is coming? I don't know. Just go and get a shot. And then they started reporting about, uh, I read it where it a, they're reporting undiagnosed pneumonia in northern China. How, Kevin, let me ask them, how do you report undiagnosed pneumonia? Because there was no diagnosis. So how do you report the, un- basically got a bunch of people that weren't diagnosed with pneumonia, but you're reporting on them. Right, right. You know, you I, like, a- I, I think yeah. that guy's sick. Yeah, write it down. Okay. You might need to take a test in order to find out if you have something, though. Yeah. Well, you know, just in case. Uh, yeah. you know, but they might just say something like, you have this and that upon this diagnose, and that's Reporting it. Reporting on undiagnosed. That's, that's the rule states that you can be taken right out of your household. Wow. Mm. Right. They'll come to your house with police. And say, I heard you cough. I heard you cough. It was on your camera. You wiped your nose. 
You want to yeah. I saw you on camera like that. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. You know what they're going to use this for? To get rid of po- political opponents, to of get course. rid of people who are leaders, get rid of troublemakers. That's what they're going to use it for. Plain and simple. Just that's exactly what they're going to use it for. Yeah, so what okay. we know is that it's not about health. Okay. No, we know that not. it's not about Ugh. health. The fact that the WHO is saying all this stuff about health when all this stuff has actually already been scientifically debunked, but they still persist on it. It's, it, it, it makes you, it makes you wonder like who's, who are they actually speaking to? Right. Are they speaking to somebody with discernment? And somebody who understands, I don't think so. I think that they know those people are not going to listen to them. And they don't, those people are not going to trust them no matter what. So they're speaking to the masses that basically just fall in line, don't do any independent research, and basically just believe whatever they're told from the governments of this world. But that is not what we're told to do. We're told to test every spirit, right? We're told to look into everything, search out a matter. Mm-hmm. The problem is we don't we're not allowed to say anything against even even now tonight you're using vocabulary because we can't say nothing about it. Right. Well, we did. Well, they're basically yeah. banking on those who fully follow the mainstream media. That's what they're banking on. Yeah. Okay, you know, they basically everybody's like, in my opinion, everybody's broken up into three different camps. Okay, the first camp are those who completely follow the mainstream media. Then you got those who don't follow mainstream media. They follow alternative media sources like uh, like like Alex Jones, something like that. Okay, they'll follow those sources, and that will be their truth to them. And then mm-hmm. we got us, the third camp, who follow the, the exact same sources, but we also follow the ones that follow a, a, bi- a biblical narrative. Right. Okay, we look at it from a biblical perspective. So those are your three camps of people. Yeah. Right. The the real idiots that are lost uh, the idiots that are lost but they know the truth about the governments going on going on around the world and those of us who are saved who know the truth about what's going on around the world you know what the so problem with the second group Bob? the problem with the second group is that a lot of those people actually are like kingdom now kind of people right they're like we can make it better and then have a kingdom here on earth like mm-hmm. Make America great again or something mm. like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's You're a very, that, that could be, listen, you don't necessarily want to have America last if you live in America. Of course, that's, but that's, that's what the first group does, Bob. <laughs> but the second group is actually looking for a savior to come and save America. How, I mean, that's actually mm-hmm. been said about the current front runner for the Republican party. He's going to yep. save America. Well, there's only one person who saves, and that's Jesus himself. You're, you're not going to save America. What saves America is through a revival, and hopefully it happens very quickly after the rapture with the latter mm-hmm. rain, because, Bob, you pointed out long ago that it does appear as though America's days are numbered in terms of the judgment that's going to come on during the tribulation and that the Western Hemisphere it's probably going to be pretty much wiped out at a certain point. And right. I, I I bought into that. So if you think that America is going to be saved and be around for a long, long time, I don't think that you, I don't think there's much left, much time left, to be honest with you. Well, who's, who, who's their savior? Obvious Trump. That's going to be their savior. And you know what? 
here's the problem. Everything he's saying right now, I'm going when I when, when I get in the office, I'm gonna get rid of all the illegals, mass deportation. Yeah, all these illegals are not having babies here now, and they're all getting situated here, and they're getting the roots in here now. Good luck with that. Okay, right. good yeah. luck with that. You might get a few criminals and something like that, but you're not going to do a mass deportation. Okay. No. And on top of all that, he also said that not only will we do a mass deportation, this, pay attention to what he's saying now. Say, not only will we do a mass deportation of all illegal immigrants, we'll also deport anybody who is a sympathizer a sympathizer with Hamas. That that does not sound good. What basically means is that you might be a citizen, but since you're a sympathizer with Hamas and the Palestinian people, you're out of here too. So uh, hold on a second. Now we're getting rid of citizens. So basically well, it's people who just don't agree with you or you think it's bad for the country. Doesn't matter if you have no matter if you've been living here for 50, 60 years, you're still going to be deported. So he he's throwing around those narratives. You don't agree with us. You're bad for this country. We're going to get rid of you. We're going to ship you off somewhere, or we're going to do something else to you. Neither, either way, you're going to disappear. And I'm not surprised now to see these laws starting to kick in the gear, like what's going on in New York, where they're going to make people disappear permanently, and they could detain you permanently. Okay. Scary. So you know, that's when the other- now, Trump is saying the same stuff that they want to do. Yeah. When the shoes on the other, you got to be careful with those things, you know. When the shoes mm. on the other foot, and you've set a precedent like that, Bob, that that's what gets people into big trouble. It's like when, like for example, you know, they did a, a couple of impeachments on Trump that a lot of people believe that were just, you know, not investigated thoroughly, just really kind of ridiculous, spur of the mm. moment kind of stuff. Just boom, because they hate him because they because they have derangement syndrome, right? But I mean, you go on the other side of things, and then it's like, well, when you, excuse me, when you actually see actual corruption, then you're like, well, do we do an impeachment? Because it's become a farce. So it becomes even more difficult at that point to actually do a real thing based off of facts. But in this case, Bob, you're saying we're going to deport citizens because they don't have right think. I mean, Mm -hmm. when the shoe's on the other foot, that is like that's a dangerous place to go. I, I mean, I, if I were mm-hmm. advising Trump, I would say, don't ever say that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I caught it. Any any people that sympathize with Hamas, Palestinian people, I was like, wow. So basically, hmm, hmm, okay, that one slipped out, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that slipped out. And man. just wondering because. You American people get more stuff and more stuff like that law that Greg was talking about and stuff. At what point does the people from USA do not accept anymore and going to step out as a civil war or something like this? Because in Canada, we, we're called sheeps. And uh, yeah, we are. And they keep... Pretty much. So, so I'm just wondering at one point when, when you guys will get on in the street with guns and stuff like this as a civil war, because on our side, it's not looking pretty. It's uh, like your guys, it doesn't look good. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole plan of the Albert Pike's world war three. 
Mm. It will be dictated on the differences between the Jews and Muslims, okay, the Jews, Palestinians, okay, Mm. Arab world and and the Jewish world, okay, Mm. and the rest of the world will tear themselves apart arguing over their war. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> picking sides over right. the war, and yeah. that's how that—that's how World War Three will be executed. And yeah. and at the end of all of it, they said once everybody's dead and those are tired out, the pure Luciferian, uh, the pure the pure doctrine of Lucifer will be revealed to the world. Uh, the mark of the beast. Thirty-third degree. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. Degree Masons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what that, that that's when you ultimately because there are people that have gone through that right and been, oh, in, yeah. been part of that they get out of it and they're like you don't know until you get there and then they mm-hmm. tell you all these prayers that we all that we all did they're all to lucifer they're all to the light bearer lucifer wow well that's interesting. Yeah, yeah i mean you know that, that's got to be like whoa and if you're let's say you are holy spirit filled when you hear that what do you do you get the heck out right you get the heck out and sometimes mm-hmm. they'll come after you but there are a few people. I remember this one guy. I don't remember. I forgot his name, but he was Doc somebody. But he was like, you know, always talking about all that stuff. And he and, you know, he's like, look, I, I'm putting my life in my own hands by just saying this stuff because, you know, they could come after me at any time. I'm supposed to divulge any of these secrets. But that most people like are in those things don't even know that the leadership is praying to Lucifer. That, that that's that's who they want to bring the light. That's who they are looking forward to. But the other thing, John, is like you'd think that people would have seen what happened during that pandemic and saw what happened in Canada and saw how they were treated and absolutely say, down with this stuff. We don't want that. But I it's it, it but it appears as though Canada has not done that. No, that Canada no. is like Thank you so much. May I have another? I just bah, don't. Bah. I mean, it just doesn't. It seems. I'm here all week. It seems illogical that 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 people would actually want totalitarianism, but it does appear as though more people are leaning toward that and saying, "I want to be taken care of completely by the government." Because, number one, they don't want to take on any personal responsibility, yeah. right? They don't want to accept Jesus Christ because they want to do what thou wilt. And so, and, the, and then other people are like, well, if we want to live in a lawless society, I'm just going to go out and just take whatever I can get. Maybe we do, but we're the U.S. government. <laughs> That's crazy. Maybe we do. <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't, under, I don't personally understand like that that train of thought because I mean, I'm kind of independent minded, but I also respect authority, mm. but I also respect the ultimate authority, which is yes, God. Amen. And like, you amen, cannot amen. go against what he says. Amen. And he says, you shall not steal. So I'm not going to go out. And I could have during the yeah. LA riots when I was there, I could have gone down the street and taken stuff and been, you know, had my, had a new TV, but you know what? I didn't do but that. You didn't, you not, didn't. No, I, no, I only did it once. Um, no, I'm kidding. I didn't do it, but, um, but no, it's, it's, but that didn't, you see that something was stopping me. Right. I had some self-control there. I'm just had, had some, had a fruit of the spirit that was still working in me going, hold on a second, Kevin, 
that is just covetousness, really. It's like you're just coveting what everybody else has and you want it. You're going to go get it at any cost. Well, that's what we're seeing run rampant on the streets these days. Yes. But if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you get you get stopped from doing that. But I'm not seeing a lot of people reaching out to the Holy Spirit to help them and guide them. I'm looking at them to go look at the government and, and the government says, oh, well, you know, people will do what they do. I mean, that's an excuse to tear down a statue of Columbus. I don't know about that, that, but that's what the Speaker of the House at the time said. People will do what Um, they do. Well, the problem is now we have open borders, and we've had about 10 million people come in here, and none of those people know the Constitution, none of them know our rights, none of them know our laws, and they all depend on the government, and that's what they want. They want all these people to come in depending on the government. Trust me, if there are 10 million people who were like businessmen, they were smart, and they're coming to establish businesses, they weren't a bunch of morons and idiots. Trust me, they would not let them in. Oh, no, 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 you go back. We want the dumb people over here that are going to depend on criminals, thieves, terrorists. The the, border is open to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know who's not coming in? Businessmen, scientists, engineers. Nope. You know, those people aren't coming to this country. Yes, basically, there is no aspect of American civil society that won't be transformed by all these illegals coming into our country right now. Okay, basically, the only people, everybody's winning with these open borders except for the middle middle class taxpayer in America. Everybody else is winning. We're losing big time. That's they're draining they're draining us completely right now. That's where all the money is. They're draining that Mm. pot as fast as they can. And the fact that you're having all these folks coming in here that like I said they don't assimilate and they are the troublemakers here. And now of course they're gonna they're gonna depend on the government. And of course if you're depending on the government, you're going to obviously vote democratic because you want to depend on the government okay right. to make sure that they're, you're taken care of so i mean it's, it's all engineered and it, it, it works it works so well for them in so many ways because they get new voters they get troublemakers and they get people in here to cause them they, they wear down the hospitals they wear down our infrastructure and that just causes everything to crash and that man this is great and you know what and then once it all crashes and all of a sudden everybody's fighting in the street this is Man, this is great. What a wonderful idea. Bring well, we are just printing money left and right. We are just yeah. cranking yeah. out that wheel. And it's insane because right now what we're looking at, uh, you know, the Fed added $5.1 billion the other day to the banking system. And uh, if you're wondering why the stock market was good the other day, mm-hmm. well, there you go. It's being yeah. fed into the markets. Do we have a free market anymore? No. I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah. So if you don't believe that here, I could even uh, show you that there is uh, something from the Treasury right here. And can, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. It's up oh, there. yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's there's mm-hmm. your uh, there's your proof right there. Um, so there's the auction results. And uh, you can you can see that there's definitely uh, there's definitely stuff going on where they are pushing this money into the system. This is like the bailouts mm-hmm. here to me. This, right. this screams bailouts that we saw back in 08. But mm-hmm. th- it's all underhanding. There's no talk about it. There's no rushing of, of you know, we got to get this done or the economy's in trouble. Now it's all just, you know, it's all underhand 
underhand dealing in my this is a six month yeah, it's crazy they're on the open about it now greg they're just on the open about oh, yeah. it they, don't care no more. they, they know want these the short-term loans don't they these these are that's what they are really they're short-term loans and and you know they ultimately though there's going to be austerity because i mean you cannot continue down this path and I think that really leads to what the black horse of Revelation is all about. I mean, it says that in order to eat, you have to work a day's wage to basically get a meal, a loaf of bread or whatever. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. and, but this, when you don't have your, your, when your monetary policy is in tatters and you are in debt up to your eyeballs and then somebody comes a calling and you can't pay it, that's like when somebody does a margin call, right, Greg? I mean, you know what happens then. Like, you sell off everything, and you don't have anything left, and then you're trying to for morsels, right? You know, this it's like they're doing this all on purpose to tick everybody off. Did you guys hear that the government is now back-charging soldiers for their personal equipment that they were told to leave in Afghanistan? And now they're saying, yeah, we, I know we told you to leave your personal stuff there, but we're going to charge you for it now. So we're not going to give you a paycheck. You owe us money, soldier. That, 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 that sounds about right. That's, that's, that, that that's bad. Like, and on top of that, you got another funny one. Biden with Social Security. Remember when he was campaigning back in 2019, 2020? And he said, I, I think it would be a good idea. I actually put out a tweet. About two years ago, I think it would be a good idea if we raise uh, Social Security by two hundred dollars a month for everybody. Huh? You know, mm-hmm. as he crafts his diaper, and then of course he never does it. And then now he's saying, to, "Oh, you know, you people that are supposed to give two hundred dollars to it, well, we actually overpaid you, so now we're looking at making you guys pay us Social Security. You uh-huh. pay us money instead of us giving you money." And you know what? They did that on purpose, I bet you, because now when they recall that all that money from all these people living. Paycheck the paycheck, the old people who are retired, it's going to bankrupt all of them. Yeah. And they did it on purpose. And they, what a bunch of, and you know, Social Security was a big, fat, filled bank account that we paid into that the citizens built. And right. then all of a sudden, they, hey, there's, there's some money over there. Hey, we can use it. We'll start borrowing some money from there. And eventually they drained it completely, mm-hmm. like they always do, and like everything else they do in Capitol Hill. Just take yeah, everything. I, take I, the kitchen sink if it wasn't. Drilled. I believe they have multiple balance sheets. I believe they have the one you yeah. can see, and sure. they have the one that you can't see. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's also a fear-mongering tactic that they use, Bob, right? Because they'll say, don't vote for Republicans. They'll take away Social Security and Medicare immediately, right? It's, <laughs> they say it every single election cycle, and they do that. But, but that's to cater to their new new base, right? That's to cater to the people that are coming in and saying, oh, you must vote Democrat because this is the only way you're going to get taken care of because the Republicans will take away every single social net that we have. They'll take it all away. And the Republicans are usually like, we never said that. It's like, oh, one dude said that 12 years ago, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah all, all the free money we're giving you, something like that. Not only will the Republicans take everything away, they're going to deport you. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. And this thing is like this. We are doomed. This country is doomed for destruction. I don't. I talked about last week. I was like, "Who thinks that we're going to have a revival?" I don't see a single sign of a revival anywhere in this country. <laughs> no, no, you not at all. California paying women. They're paying actually gay men now. They say, "Hey, what well, you deserve to rent out a woman just because you deserve to have a son." 
And they're doing that stuff now because they're saying the gay men deserve to have a son. You deserve to have a son, not the straight guy over there. You deserve to have a son. And you can rent out women here. I do have really dark, dark stories in Canada about all that stuff. But we're going down the drain the same, too. I mean, they gave so much money. We have free Medicare and all that stuff. It's all nice. But, man, oh, man, the, the... There's the Canada is so much in debt right now that you wouldn't believe it how much money we owe. They well, say that we owe yeah. about 86 cents on each dollar that you earn. That's what you owe everybody in Canada. 86 cents on one dollar earned. That's what mm-hmm. the Canada owe just for the interest. Mm-hmm. Not for hey, the John. Well, it's hey, more. John, me, <laughs> hey, John, let me ask you a question. How did yes. your Black Fridays go in Canada? My what? How did your Black Fridays go in Canada? Because our Black Fridays bombed here. There's like well, nobody in nobody in any of the stores anywhere. No, was, here too it was Black really Friday. quiet because anyway, from what I've seen, uh, a lot of people go online, and if not, that there is no physical people in the in the stores. Mm-hmm. That you can't tell me that wasn't designed too. That was designed like you wouldn't believe, Kevin. That was designed to actually decimate all the retail stores, mm-hmm. get rid of all of them. You know, basically now now they're shifting away from the the, the box stores to Amazon now. Yep. Which if you do that, guess what? If you if everything goes to Amazon, that is so easy for the Antichrist to control everything. It's like you know what? I'll close your Amazon account. Sure. Now you can't do nothing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like ID. It's not like you can go down the street and buy something from the store, right? Yeah. Uh, because the store doesn't exist anymore. So you yeah. have to do it. And then if you get shut down there, then where do you buy from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. you're, you're absolutely right. But, John, you were saying it's 86 cents. But here, it's a dollar, like a dollar 40, okay? Wow. Because each citizen is in the whole 100,000 bucks, and the median in- income is somewhere around $60,000 for each person. So you're – you're getting hammered here every single day on that. And I mean, the debt in the debt interest is number three in the budget behind social security and defense. And Mm. then it's the debt interest. So you're, we're talking about $700 billion in a year for interest. Okay. It's not getting anybody anything. It's not, it is not, services it is not providing welfare or aid or anything it is going directly to the federal reserve okay and the and if you think the federal reserve is the government you you don't know what's going on because the federal reserve is not the government they are a separate entity which actually the constitution should not even exist Okay, yeah, Congress yeah. has the right and the only right to actually print money in the United States. Mm-hmm. But is what? that is that what happened? Oh, what? Like, like I'm talking nonsense here. Like, no one knows. Yeah, no one reads the Constitution anymore. What the heck? Just t- you know what? We should just tear it up, burn it up, and throw it away because that's exactly what they've done, and they did it a long time ago, and they continue to do it. The more mm-hmm. you let them do it, the more they'll rip up the Constitution and take take all your rights away. At least we have it written down so we can look at it and say, 
this right's being taken away for you, John, it's a little bit different because you don't even have a lot of those rights to begin with. No, we don't have rights here. We we have only uh, do as I told. You got the yeah. majesty to, to worship. Well, yeah, that, and we have a chart, but the chart is so uh, so incomplete or anything like this. Like just for the uh, the for you guys have the First Amendment and stuff like this. We hear you, you got the right to shut up and pay. That's basically <laughs> shut your mouth. You got okay. the right to shut up. You got the right to be quiet. You got the right to no attorney. You got the right to do what we told you. Sounds like, when like they, I said, at least here we can point to the camp. First Amendment and say, my First Amendment rights are being shredded. And they go, yep, thank you very much. You want another? And it's like, sure. Well, you know, how about the Second Amendment? You want to take that away too? Okay. Yeah, absolutely want to take that away. So you guys can't oh, yeah. rise. And they've been trying. Up. Yeah. Well, you know, that. That goes to show you right now that we are on the verge of the tribulation. Yes, we cannot way. continue this onslaught for another year. Joe no. Biden's going to be around for another year. Okay, mm-hmm. just imagine what they can achieve in a year. If they're already trying to lock people up in these uh ho- these hotel heartbreak hotels, okay, <laughs> they're already trying to do that now, and they want that to go to every. And trust me, it'll go to every blue city. Every it, it happens all the time. It happens in New York. Everybody takes it. Okay, oh, if it's yeah. bad for people, if especially means getting rid of people, killing people, Democrats love that man. They love that stuff. So we have to pray, pray to God that 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 will not make it past the Supreme Court. Because sure, sure. I mean, New York should basically be a gauge right now for all of us across the country. Because you got what twenty five hundred New York police officers turned in their, turned in their badges this year. Okay, and now what they're doing? Check this out. Talk about ticking everybody off. Instead of using the money to uh, pay for academy classes for new police officers because they need them so bad, they're taking money away from those the academy classes in the police department and instead using that money for the people going up into the, uh, the illegal immigrants going into high-rises. And they're not mm-hmm. just taking it from the police. You know where they're also taking it from? Veterans. School system. They're taking yeah. it from the kids and using that money for all the illegal alien, legal-age men to have their hotel suites up at a Ritz-Carlton in New York City. They're okay. actually kicking out veterans, Bob. They're yeah. kicking veterans out of their place so they can put them in. And now they're starting – there are people that are – like the actual Democrat voting base is actually now saying, hold on a second here. We were supposed to get food this last week, and we went there, and there was nothing left. Because the migrants took it all, and, the, and they, that's what they call them—the migrants. Okay, they're they're here illegally. They're illegal. Well, you used to call them illegal aliens in California until they said you can't call them that anymore. But that's yeah. what they are. They're illegal. They're here illegally. Are they here legally? No, they're here illegally, and they took their food. So now, Bob, you're actually starting to get a little bit of an uprising saying, hold on a second here, the government's not doing what they told us they would do if we voted for them. Because they told us if we voted for them, they would give us this. They would give us that. They would give us free this and free that. You created the crisis. Exactly. So they created that crisis. And now, since they can't get their free stuff and they're given to somebody else, now they're saying, wait a minute, this is not part of the bargain. And you know what? 
None of that stuff is free anyway. We are paying for it. We are paying for it, John. Just like you said, I you get free free health care, free this and that. If you work in Canada, it's not free. You are paying for it dearly. Yep. No, if you're a single man, if you're a single man working, you're single, no kids, no nothing. And let's say you earn a thousand dollar Canadian money a week, gross, you're left with about four ninety nine. That's it. Four hundred ninety-nine yeah, bucks. Right. It's it's half of it gone. Gone history. And then out of that four ninety-nine, you still have to pay tax on everything you purchase. Wow. And if you go to the hospital, prepare to wait. You might wait if if you're not coming in an ambulance or is something is not missing on your body with bleeding there, you're gonna sit there for at least minimum 24-30 hours, and then you might see someone. At one point, people are just going back home, and they just don't give a, they don't give a bip bip about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you guys think we're on the verge of tribulation? Do you think the rapture resurrection is about to happen? Oh yes. Oh, yeah. I would say so. so. Oh yes. Yeah, we've been doing all right. Hear the show far blast already. <laughs> Amen. Come on. You know what's what's the point of the tribulation is oh, to rid God. the world of all these wicked people. They're doing this to us and everybody that follows them. So the whole point of tribulation is to clean up the earth so that way there are no wicked people left, no demons walking it, no fallen angels. They are all locked away. Satan is thrown to a bombless pit. Everything's good. That's the whole point of tribulation is to clean up the earth so it's prepared to receive its Messiah, Jesus Christ, at the end of seven years. So you got a seven-year demolition period of the earth. Which we're not a part of because you know you know no. you don't you, you don't stay in the house when it's getting demoed. You get out, okay. Out come back later. All right, when it's all done, that's what we do. I so mean, we're going to leave. majority of people who are saved during the tribulation, the vast majority of them are are are, are beheaded. I mean, for their faith. So even they don't stick around, Bob. I mean, it's a very small remnant that ultimately sticks around to the very end. So, yeah, you're right. It's a time of testing, and it basically is the final choice for for just about everybody on the planet. I mean, you, you got to make a choice and, and figure out which one you're going to worship. You're going to worship Jesus, the truth, or you're going to take the mark and worship the Antichrist and and uh, basically be unrighteous. I mean, it's it's it, it is a seven year demolition. It's a it's it's a time yes. of test. And I'll tell you, the millennium's looking really good about now. Because it doesn't really get bad in the millennium until Satan is until after the millennium, and then Satan's loosed for a seat, like you said in your last video, Bob, or, or video, a couple mm. of videos in the last in a little for a little season, and then he goes and deceives the nations once again, and the nations all go against Jerusalem, and then God sends down, boom, gone, good night. It's not even a battle; it is just immediate. But but mm-hmm. see what happens though is that there's still sin in the world, right? There's still that ability for Satan to come in there, deceive, and actually like turn people against Christ. And that's that's always amazed me. But I think that's just to show that you know what? If you have mortality, you have sin. Okay. That's just that's just a simple fact. You it have is. mortal. You have sin. You have to shed all the mortality and everybody put on immortality 
and then you have no more sin. That's what eternity is for. See? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do believe like that, that part of it, which is Satan's going to be loose for a little while. Cause people are like, if you have him in a bottomless pit, why just keep him there forever? Well, he has to go and deceive the nations again so that God could actually wipe that out and say, for once and for all, we're not going to have any more sin. Cause he doesn't do that at the, at the beginning of the millennium when he comes back. No. There is no great white throne judgment. There is no final judgment. There is um, there's judgment for a few people like the Antichrist and the false prophet who immediately get thrown into the lake of fire. That is like right away. But and Satan gets thrown in the bottomless pit. But the final judgment happens after the millennium. See, so you have to have people resurrected from uh, you know the dead resurrected, and the books are open. So you know that that whole thing happens way later. But before that. You still have sin. You still have mortality. There's still going to be sin. It talks about that there are some nations that will not go to the Feast of Tabernacles, and they get punished by not having a, having rainfall on them for a year. That sounds terrible. Can you imagine like trying to manage a country that doesn't have rain for a year? That doesn't sound like anything's going to grow there. You know, it sounds like that that's desolation and that's a punishment. You hope that they would uh, realize that. And the next year, actually go to the Feast of Tabernacles, right? I mean, that's that sure. sounds reasonable. Yeah, Sounds but reasonable to me. There's sin, and so Satan comes and deceives. But then after that, Satan's cast in the lake of fire, and there is no more sin to be, to, to be had. I, no I, I'm really looking forward to that. Although we are going to be actually sinless and immortal during the millennium, which is yes. – Really cool. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you know, awesome. be, being sinless and not making like mistakes or errors or things like that, that's going to be really awesome to have. And when the perfect comes. Yeah, when the perfect comes. Exactly. Yeah. We're not going to have any more discussions about something disagreeing with somebody else or divisions or this and that because the perfect is, has come. No more, no more language barrier. No more French uh, right. people having a hard time with the English people and stuff. That's going to be great. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know it's question time. I just want to bring up two oh. questions real quick here. Yes. Uh, there was one here that um, was asking where you could send, I'm um, looking for right now, where they could send their artwork over. Uh, please send everything over here. I don't see the question now for some reason. Uh, but you can send your work. And if you want to send us anything, anyone else, you can do that by going to info at uptime.church. That's info at uptime.church. There's the banner, info at uptime.church. Nice. If you want to Some send anything also. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you want to send your, your artwork, please do go ahead. Uh, the other thing is that we had some a question from Rumble. Um, which also was a donation. So we want to make sure that we do answer this question as well. The question is, what is your interpretation of Haggai 2.18 through 23 being a possible rapture date? Anyone want to touch on that? Can you bring up Haggai 2.18 through 23, please? <laughs> yes, please. 
I have not yes, memorized sorry, that passage of the yes. Bible, Greg. <laughs> Two eighteen through twenty-three. Yes, if I'm, I'm apologize if I've said something. No, 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 no. You one, said it right. Moment. I'm just asking you if you can bring that up because I've not memorized. Yeah, I, I vote yeah. for bringing it up too. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I can do Ephesians two eight and nine, but I can't do Haggai two eighteen through twenty three. Yeah. Bob, you got we're that one. That, we're not that good. We got a call in <laughs> chat. Bible memorized. <laughs> okay, I am pulling it up right now, and here we go. Jack is resting. Thank you. So I know it's a little hard to see. Let me just try to bring this, bring this down a little bit. All right. Consider now from this day. And upward from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, even from that day, the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Consider it. All right. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree, and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth from this day. Will I bless you? And again, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai in the four and twentieth day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, I, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of, I don't know how to, how to pronounce that one, if anyone wants to help me with that. Shiltiel, say, saith the Lord, and will make thee a signet. For I have, sho- I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. Seems like to me, talking about his second return and him again. bringing Israel into the kingdom. That's why it has nothing to do with the rapture. I didn't, I didn't get anything from the rapture here. Because now there will be no overthrown throne kingdom or anything like this. Yeah, for the that's rapture. a Revelation chapter eleven, where the kingdoms mm-hmm. of this world become now become yeah. the kingdoms of our Christ and His uh, Lord. So, so basically, that's what I'm seeing here right now. Is this the second coming? Yes. Uh, you talk about throwing, overthrowing kingdoms, the strength of the kings and the heathen, and I'll overthrow chariots. Yeah, right. And those that That's ride definitely in the second coming stuff. Yeah, yes. definitely second coming. Yeah, it's not the rapture definitely. at all. No, no. Oh, that's your answer. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, the, the, I the, vote the, for that too. I three out of four. What do you say, Greg? I would say that it is not specifically or directly pertaining to the rapture. Amen. Uh, this does not appear to be uh, speaking directly about the rapture. I think most of the rapture, if anything, is in the New Testament and specifically addressed by Apostle Paul. Now, I know there are others that will uh, debate that and say, I believe it was Isaiah 26, right? Uh, Let me see here. Well, it was a mystery for Paul. Paul, Uh, It definitely was a mystery for, yeah, for everyone. And it was a mystery for Paul as well. Um, So I think uh, most people will look at Isaiah 26, 20, uh, specifically, come my people enter into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. Now this does appear 
to be or seem like a rapture verse. However, this could be directed specifically to the Jews as well mm-hmm. in regard to the wilderness. The wilderness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Could very well be. It could It could be a dual meaning. It could be, you know, my people. So my people, we're his people now, right? We're grafted in. We're his people. Yeah. And then he's also got his people, Israel. So could be enter into the chambers, could be enter into the throne room for those who are raptured, and enter into my protection in the wilderness. So it would be awesome if it is a dual meeting. I, I certainly lean that direction. I would love for it in the Old Testament to see a, but a rapture you must, verse. <laughs> you must Absolutely. check. It says chambers with an S. I mean, yeah, it does say that. And the fact that the verse before says, the dead men shall live together with my dead body. Shall they arise awake and seeing ye that dwell in the dust for they do as the dew of herbs and the earth shall cast out the dead. I mean, the, the earth casts out the dead a few times, right? Cast out the dead with the, with, with the sickle, with the, you know, it goes mm-hmm. and reaps the earth, cast out the dead at the very end when they go, when they go into the white throne judgment, all the dead are raised. But right before catching away happens, the dead in Christ rise first. So, the yeah. you know, the, so you can look at verse 19 as being the dead in Christ rise first, and then verse 20 being, and we who are alive and remain get caught up together with them in the air right. to be with the Lord forever. So mm-hmm. could those two verses parallel what we see in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 17? Yes. Right. Also, they're also they're also resurrected. The tribulation saints are resurrected at the end of the tribulation too, when he returns. Mm-hmm. So you have a resurrection there as well. So, yeah. So you're gonna see you're gonna see several different resurrections. Okay. So yeah, I really do think that this one uh, it talks about the resurrection. You know, go. This is for uh, the verse we're talking about previously. You know, Haggai one. I was saying talk about previously. Obviously. First Thessalonians four sixteen seventeen you just had up there. That's that's all for us. Yes. That's dispensationally all for us right there. Okay, specifically for the body of Christ. Amen. Because that was yeah. an instruction that was only coming from Paul the apostle. Mm-hmm. This instruction was not coming from the the other apostles preaching the kingdom gospel. Peter didn't preach this. Apostle Paul did. Okay, so and he is our apostle for the dispensation of grace. This is his instruction to us. And this is how the age of grace comes to an end. Okay, it comes to an end at this event right here. Okay. Well, thank you, you for go? that question over at rumble.com and the Kelly 4044. Uh, appreciate that question and your donation. Yeah. After all, it is Giving Tuesday, right? So appreciate that. So, um, all right. So next question, Bob, I'll let you bring that one up. A lot of people are talking about the COP28 uh, tw- uh, uh, basically, yep. it goes from I think it was November thirtieth through the t- December twelfth, or something like that. Yeah, November thirtieth through December twelfth. So this is going to be a climate change conference of the United Nations. All right. So another one of those big buildups again right before Hanukkah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Okay, they have these big summits right before a potential rapture date. I wonder if that's on purpose. Oh. They always do these big summits right before potential rapture window. And I, 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 I told you guys before they watch all of us. And like, you know, wouldn't it be a good time to do a summit? Well, we got to get right around the time of the rapture for it to really land the way we need it to. We'll make sure we watch these watchmen on YouTube, see what they're saying, 
And they're like, you know, boss, I think they, I think they are pretty confident about Hanukkah. All right, let's schedule that summit right around there then. You know, <laughs> it seems like to me what they're doing right now. But uh, as far as as a climate change conference, climate change, why, what, what, what's climate change? Well, climate change doesn't exist. Okay, well, what's going on right now is the Earth preparing to go through the tribulation. That's what's. That's what it is. They're claiming it's climate change. No, yes. it's just the tribulation is about to begin. No. Uh, God's getting the earth ready for the tribulation. Things are yeah. changing now. Things are heating up. Okay, that's what's happening right now. Well, you know when the Nerd climate morning. changes, Bob? What? You know when the climate really changes? During the tribulation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. That's what... That's when everything starts to change. That's when it says the sun burns seven times, shines seven times hotter. No, that's, mm-hmm. that's not. That's brighter. It doesn't say necessarily hotter. It says brighter, but still. I mean, the point is, it does seem like it's probably going to get hotter. Uh, listen, oh, yes. it feels like people are like trying to make that happen. Like they, they're 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 fudging numbers and things like that to say that it's getting warmer. Remember, because it used to be called global warming, Bob. But that was right after the, the you know, impending ice age. I don't know if you were old enough, but we taught we were taught that in elementary school that there is an impending ice age coming. And when that didn't really fly and didn't take, Bob, that's when they went with global warming. But yeah. when global warming actually showed that it's not really warming, then they went with climate change because you know what? The climate changes every single day. I mean, it's different. Like one day it could be 80 degrees and the next day it's 50. That's climate change because of what we're doing on the roads with the cars. Wait a minute. Look back 400 years ago. Things were a little different back then. And they also they had hot days and cold days, but there were no cars. What's going on? Yep. Also, Mars also has climate change, but I don't think there's any cars on Mars. You know, maybe the Pathfinder. You're telling me the Pathfinder is the one that's... And the rover and the helicopter. Doing climate change there? Come on. Bob, that's when the climate really changes, is when you start getting hellfire and brimstone from the sky and mountains coming down and and poisoning a third of the water, burning up the grass. That's when climate change occurs. But who's who's doing it? Is it man? Is it man-made climate change? I hope you don't have an iPhone, Kevin, because if you do, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook says, if you don't believe in climate change, he doesn't want you being a part of Apple or being a customer. Well, you know what? He's going to have a glorious day because I've never (laughs) bought an Apple product in my life, and neither will I in the future. So he is just so happy with me right now that I'm not Mm. part of his platform. But you know what? I don't care what this guy says or what anybody else says what i care about is what's in the word the word says that god's going to set judgment on this on this world and it's not going to be man-made climate change it's going to be god-made climate change and not only that he's going to destroy the entire world at one point the earth is going to pass away there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth talk about climate change bob that's a big day for climate change would you say that to tim's face right to tim's face Tim, I'm not going to buy any of your products, I promise. Be happy. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to buy your product. Good question for Troy. I think, uh, I think it's more, yeah. When will they prep the four remaining heifers? Well, those heifers have to make it until March. Yeah. So we already lost one. They're down to four. My guess, 
I'm going to say it here right now. They're going to lose one at a time. They're going to go all the way down to one. Ooh. We record this that one. Makes sense, though. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to fall off one at a time. It's going to get to the point where they're like, we got one heifer left. If you find a gray hair on that cow, you better snip it. Don't even. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we better prepare it now before we see a gray hair on that thing. They're going to start getting desperate, Bob. Yeah. I think that's what's about that. Yeah. You heard it here first. News oh. before it's news. Here on Uptime. Hey, we've done that before many times yeah. here. We've like said, hey, this is coming. And guess what? It came. And I did hear about, like, I want to mention this because last week, Greg, I heard that when I was listening to you guys, you said something about 200 Muslims having the same dream or something like that about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was an article. Yeah, we're hearing about a lot of that recently. Um, And praise God if it's true. I think there's uh, also the the case of, you know, Jesus telling us in Scripture in chapter 24th of, of, uh, you know, uh, Matthew that, you know, listen, they're going to be false messiahs and false Christ that appear as well. Um, I don't make any bones about that. I say, praise God. He he is able. Um, but I say also, let's use our discernment levels and make sure that we can validate certain things as well. What gospel is being spread over there? Right. What are they right. hearing? What does right. Jesus look like? Right. Is his hair long? Is it short? Blue <laughs> eyes, green eyes? <laughs> what? And what, Not, and what, that's what, important, but my, my you get my point. Yeah, and what re- and what results from it, right? What kind of fruit what is being fruit? born after that, right? So um, that's that, those are good questions. And I, if I recall, Bob, we prayed about that just like what a, a few weeks ago, that their mm-hmm. eyes would be opened. I mean, and that they would get some kind of, you know, some kind of message or something yep. about that. I mean, that's. I mean, Greg, if that's a direct result of prayer, uh, and it actually is true. I mean, that just goes to prove that your prayers are not going to the void, okay? When you pray for things, God does hear you, and prayer will change things. And don't be afraid to ask for things. Don't be afraid to go boldly and ask for certain things. Now, listen, they have to be within the Father's will, obviously, for the Father to give them to you. So that just keep that in mind. Don't say, oh, yeah, I prayed for a million dollars, and I never got it. Well, what if the million, God knows what you would have done with that million dollars if you would have had it. You might, what if you wouldn't just blew it or did something stupid? Or, you know, who knows? But God's going to give you what you need. He's not necessarily going to give you everything. Right. That you, need, you know? Amen. You got a question here from this one here. It says, a question, if 2030 is a proposed second coming date, which I still subscribe to that still. Isn't that the past? Isn't that past the 70, 80 year generation period from Israel becoming a nation? Um, I know in 1950 they had uh, the law of return as the law passed on July 5th, 1950, which basically gives the Jewish people with one or more Jewish grandparent and their spouses the right to relocate to Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also acquire citizenship. Well, that law was passed in 1950. So the land was, hey, the land was made available to him, but the law of return did not happen until 1950. And that would be in the 80th year in 2030. Yeah. So we might be, we're not, we may not be looking at 1948. Might be looking at 1950. Okay. So that's, uh, so that would put you right at eight, right at 2030. Yeah. So yeah, we're still on pace still. 
still on track. Now we go wait. We go to like twenty thirty three, which I talked about before. I you know, the, the numbers fall apart tremendously in every direction. Certainly, this does. If you yeah. watch Aaron, it got a minute. You know the numbers he shows. Everything points at twenty thirty. Everything just falls apart after twenty thirty. If it's, it's twenty thirty one thirty twenty, it loses its luster. It's just the numbers don't align no more. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But here's the key, Bob. Like you've said a few times today, the days are shortened. Okay, the days are yeah. shortened, so that puts a lot of things up in the air. Because I mean, our days are not—they feel shortened. They do feel shorter than what they were. Oh, yes. Go. I think we all agree that time's going by very quickly. Like it's, it's Tuesday almost every day. Um, <laughs> it feels like. But the the thing is, is that the days are shortened. So the, so. We're, you know, it says, you know, the, the uh, third part of the day and a third part of the night, the sun doesn't shine, the moon doesn't shine. That's just something that we never experienced before. So something different happens during the tribulation at the fourth trumpet to basically change things up. So it's when you say shortened, it's not lengthened. It's actually shortened. So seven years becomes shorter than seven years in some respects. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not longer than seven years. So when you're saying 2030 is probably the, the the final deadline and you're saying that they're shortened, then you don't necessarily have to go back seven years and say, well, it starts on 20, 2023. What if it's shortened mm-hmm. by two years? Start 2025. Right. Yeah, there's something here that's still unfolding right now. And everything's set perfectly for the tribulation to start. I mean, there is not a single thing missing. Everything is, is, is like is like way overdone right now, in yeah. my opinion, my personal humble opinion. We're way overdue, okay? It's like we're waiting for a, a, a pole shift. We're way overdue, okay? <laughs> that that Yellowstone National, that Yellowstone yeah. volcano, way overdue. A lot Why? of things are way overdue right now. That's really really bad. <laughs> that's so true. I just I, you know that just came to me. It's like every calamitous thing is like they predict, you know. The California big one, right? Yeah. Way overdue, right? Everything is like way overdue. Doesn't look good. Low, right? The new Madrid, the fault line there, way overdue. Like you said, you, you know, the Yellowstone, way yep. overdue. Everything's overdue. So what is it going to come due? During the tribulation, which Bob is is putting, making very good points that how close is that? How close are we to that starting? I mean, all these countries are all lined up. The technology is ready to go. You think countries are in good economic conditions and they're going to be able to last forever? Of course not. This this country is disintegrating right before our very eyes from the moral fabric of the country. Anything that this country ever stood for, it's getting decimated. Well, like we already talked about the economic part, part, part of the United States is just you know, another shambles run by not even people in the United States when it says the Constitution says you must do it this way with Congress. No, 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 we're not going to do that. We're not going to follow that. So all that's going to do is just lead to everything coming due, Bob. Everything's going to be paid in full during the tribulation. Right. Yes. Here's one here from Will the Third from Caesar. And I think Caesar was a Caesar dealing with some health issues past week. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So praying for you yeah, and your family. Season, you, feeling better? Definitely praying for you. 
that says, will the third temple be fully rebuilt in 2024? Um, great question. My guess, yes. I think it could be. They said what they could get it done in three months, yeah. something like that. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me that thing would just come right out of the ground. You got everything. You got the stones, the doors, everything. It's come right out. I think it absolutely could be rebuilt in 2024. What's to say that it won't? Yeah. Only problem is, in order to build something that build something like that, you need to get rid of a lot of troublemakers in Israel. You yeah. got to go through a war, and right. once that war is done, it's a time of peace, and and your enemies can no longer attack you because they got wiped out by your God. All right, mm-hmm. Jesus wiped them out. You know the Ezekiel thirty eight war, Psalm eighty three, whatever it's going to be. After something like that, then you can peacefully, you know, open a construction site. And do what you need to do. Thing is, though, where are they going to build it? Because during that war, is that when the Dome Rock is decimated? Mm. You know, a lot of very interesting questions here. Will they? Are build they going to build it? Dome Rock? Are they going to build it next door to it? Like right next, next door? to it? I mean, and and it leave the outer court for the Gentiles it, at the Dome they of could. the Rock. They could. I don't know. But you know what? A lot of people believe that the Antichrist, because he sits in the temple, right? So he sits in the actual temple itself, in the midpoint. And Greg, you learned, uh, you talked about that earlier in the broadcast, that the Antichrist goes in, declares himself as God, and puts up an abomination that makes desolate the temple. So there is a temple that's at the midpoint. So, and there's also sacrifices that stop, right? The daily sacrifice stops <laughs> at a certain point. So mm-hmm. there has to be a temple for that. And there's no temple right now. So a temple has to get built. A lot of people say, well, aren't we the third temple? Yes, we are. For us, for the believer, yes, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But for the non-believer, for the Jew, they're not the temple. They need a temple. You see? They, they're going to build a temple. So there's going to be a third temple. There's actually even going to be a fourth temple during the millennium. So there's a third temple that gets built. And the Antichrist goes in. So at a certain point, the temple needs to be built. A lot of people believe that since the Antichrist is the one who's going into the temple and declaring himself as God, and since the Antichrist sets up an agreement or confirms a covenant with many, including Israel, that basically, Bob, you're alluding to, saying in order you have a war, you have some kind of calamity, and then you have a peace agreement that comes out of it. Since the Antichrist desolates the the temple and the Antichrist also confirms the covenant with many, many people believe that that part of that covenant is building the temple. You see, Mm -hmm. you get to build your temple with this covenant. And since there was a war that basically Israel came out ahead on, then the losers don't get to decide like you, sorry, Israel, you don't get to build a temple. We won. No, no, no. We know that Israel actually expands. We know that Israel gets bigger. So a lot of people believe that the Antichrist is saying, okay, Israel, you're the victor here. You get to build your temple. But we're going to have peace with everybody. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to try to try to do this peace deal here. And we're going to have this. And you can build your temple. So they build the temple, right? And then, of course, the Antichrist breaks that covenant with them in the midst and says, no, I'm God. You need to worship me. And that's when Jesus says, if you're in Judea or Samaria, go, flee, and pray that it's not in winter or that you have children because that's going to be rough for you. So that's why a lot of people believe that the Antichrist is actually the one 
who uh, confirms a deal and gets that temple basically rolling because he's ultimately going to sit in it and call himself God. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a question here from, where'd you go? I think it was here. Here you go. I can put myself out there right now. Uh, Claude says, question, why are we still here? I'm confused after listening to Bob give his rapture breakdown, plus others like God a Minute, Aaron, or Brother Bob. Okay. Well, first of all, first, my, my, my answer to that is I'm just simply a man. I'm, I study <laughs> the word. I'm not God. I don't know when the rapture resurrection date is. All I could do is, like every other watchman watch woman, we read the plane. We read the plane, and then we look for potential windows. Okay. And that's what I've been doing for people. You know, I've been doing this since uh, 2012, over a decade. Okay. And I've been doing projections since, like, in 2012 and 2013. And I would look for these windows that look good. Okay. You don't know. We don't know the future. We don't know when this date is. Okay. For me to tell you, hey, you know what? Next month, right after this whole cop thing is done, and right around middle of December, probably right around Hanukkah, looks like a good window. And you know what? You're not going to shout me down. He's like, you know what, Bobby? I think you might be right. Until it passes, then you'll shout me down. But you know what, though? That's what I've been doing. Okay, now I've been wrong like everybody else. Or you know, all of us have been wrong so far. I, I think the best the person with the best um, with the best projection was Doctor Barry of the Feast of New Wine. I think uh, he had the best projection there. No, I have the best projection. I said that the rapture was going to happen on the day of the rapture. I've got that. You cannot beat that, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that that is that is you can't argue you can't argue with that. But this goes back to what I said at the very beginning, Bob, which is there are a lot of days that seem like very good candidates, and you're presenting a lot of facts, and people are looking at it going, "Yeah, absolutely, why not?" But that, I think that's that's a good place to be. Is why not? You know, continuing to look for, upon the Lord. To, to come. And I think that's exactly where he wants us to be. He doesn't want us to be stagnant, though, during that period of time. No. He wants us to be watching. He wants us to be working. He wants yeah. us to be continuing on, running the race into the finish. Yeah. And then we do that, we're going to be blessed. And I think that we're blessed by looking at all these things, Bob, and watching what yeah. you and other people uh, point out. And, you're, and we say, wow. Yeah, well, of course it could happen on that day. And then it passes and you're like, well, I got nothing for you for the rest of my life. No, there's actually another day that's coming up that looks good. Yeah, that looks good too. So, I mean, that's, that's going to happen all the way up to the rapture. And then it will happen. It, you know, it gets you to the next stop. It does. <laughs> I don't leave you hanging. We'll get you to the next stop. Okay, well, like, like uh, Brother Michael Pell's talked about those, those, those goalposts. You, you run a 25-mile marathon – but you can have one mile goalpost, a two mile goalpost, three mile sure. goalposts. All right, you look for those goalposts. You can't look at that thing twenty five miles away. Oh, that's mm-hmm. just way too far. That's just the same. You need these goalposts, and we provide a lot, very logical goalposts. Are we going to be right? I don't know, but I'm not going to say, "Hey, I had this dream. God gave me the day." Yeah, rapture time, and that's my that's that's my whole thesis. That's my statement. Right. You know, this is going. This how it's going to work because based on that, I'm won't, you won't hear me say that. You know. Well, look, everybody's going to be a little confused of why we're still here. But at the same time, God's ways are much higher than our ways. And 
he is long-suffering, not wanting anyone to perish, okay? So he's going to, God is going to be more patient than any of us could ever be right now. (laughs) We're not glorified. We are still human. We still want things to happen on our timeline. We still want, you know, stuff to happen. But don't, but, but be, so everyone's a little confused, but at the same time, that's kind of normal because we're not God and we don't have that long suffering and patience that he has. So leave it on him. He'll, he's designed the date long ago. It's a perfect time. Continue to be in the spirit, continue to watch. And, uh, yeah, it could be a little confused about, you know, it's gotten really bad, but then again, we've also seen, over the past 15 years and 20 years and so, and even people longer who've watched, I've been watching since like the 80s. <laughs> I know people, other people on, in the chat, like I've been watching since 1953. And it's like, mm-hmm. holy cow, yeah, that's a long time. They've seen the progression of things getting worse and worse and worse. And when you think that it can't get worse, it gets worse. It does. <laughs> so, there's always more worse to come. And the question is, though, is when is God designed to take us out? You know, when when is that moment that he knows that we won't be able to handle it anymore? You know, mm-hmm. and that the decision time is up, that it's time for the test. When that time happens, it's the rapture. So don't lose, faith, don't lose faith in that because that date has not changed. Bob, I think you said that at the very beginning of the program. The rapture date has not changed. God is not moving that date around based on what Bob Barber uh, puts in his rapture resurrection report. I can guarantee you that. No, just encourage everybody, right, John? Yes. Just encourage <laughs> everyone. John's like, that's right. Yes, <laughs> right. Titus two thirteen. That's your favorite verse, I think. Oh, I love that verse because we have to look for the blessed hope. That's Amen. what it is. That's what the Lord tells us to do. That's right. Plain and simple. We can't. If I look for the blessed hope, John's like, John, rapture's going to happen. You're like, all right. I was like, that's it. All right, see you later. I was like, no. I was like, hey, by the way, do you know that next month looks really good because you got the <laughs> Hanukkah thing here and no. you got the, let me show you a chart. You know, then, then you, now you're getting excited. Now you're feeling yeah. good. I, was like, oh, I can see your point, man. Yes. See what happens. If not, don't worry. We'll have a new goalpost ready for you on, on December 16th. Yes. Don't worry about it. But then, see, with, with the Titus and with that and with First Thessalonians 4.18, you're comforting each other with those words. That, that's that's that, that does provide comfort, that God does have a plan for us, that God is going to raise the dead in Christ first, and then do, God is going to snatch away, catch away, rapture those who are alive and remain. So yes. right. it's a comfort. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Because who wants to be here? <laughs> right. No one wants to be here. Well, there are a lot oh, of people who do, John, but none of us do. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm ready to go in a sense of when the Lord decides, please count me in, I'm gone. Yes. Bye-bye. Pray that you're mm-hmm. worthy to escape all these things. That's right. Amen. And the only Amen. one who can make you worthy to escape all these things, putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. If you do not have your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not going anywhere. Amen. The gospel, First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. 1 through 4. Amen. Amen. Get out the door. That's All right. right. So uh, I we haven't done this before, but I'm doing it now. 
Oh. And talk about being interactive. This is really being interactive and getting you guys involved. If anyone is interested in doing some investigative journalism, we would like you to take a look into the uh, the Muslim salvations that are going out on out, over there in the overseas. So go ahead, see if you can look up some um, articles, find some videos, maybe on YouTube, uh, of these people who have come to Christ, uh, and send them to us. You can send them to us right by uh, going to this uh, email address, emailing us at info at uptime church. Please do us do us a favor. Go ahead, send us an uh, send us an email at info at uptime.church. Now, only if you're interested, if you have the time, uh, do some investigation, do some investigative journalism. I think that would be a great thing, and you can send it to us, and we would love to see. We would love nothing more than these people to come to Christ and know that they actually know the true salvation uh, message, the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And we will mention your name if you give us some good information. We'll give yes. you a shout out. You're going to get credit for it. So <laughs> unless you tell us not to, unless you tell us not to, <laughs> man, I'm trying to hide, man. <laughs> yeah. This is and, a anonymous. And, and you, yeah, and you know what? If if it comes to some just one of those Muslims that uh, decide to come on with us to Ooh. testify, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. We'll we'll have them come on up to yes. How about that? That would be yeah, that'd be cool. What do you think? All right, I love this. Cool. I love this crowds crowdsourcing investigation. That this, this, yes. this is this is cool. I like this. It just came to mind because we'd love, love nothing more than for these people to really know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And we believe I, I want to believe that this is this is true. Let's let's have you guys do it. Anyone who's interested, please send us that email right there. Info at uptime.church. Do your investigative journalism. And uh, we'll see you again next week, Lord willing. Yes. Amen. God bless. Amen. God bless. Take care.